Well, hey, welcome to the Black Bar Podcast, or should I say the very first offshoot podcast experience. Dun, dun, dun. Bum, bum, bum. This is an idea that we've been chewing on, and we just kind of had a brain burst, and it just kind of came to fruition today. Yeah. Yep. Of um, <laughs> kind of like a shorter form uh, podcast where we kind of go into some uh, some controversial opinions, maybe, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say some of them are controversial. Like a 10-minute controversial talk where mm-hmm. we're arguing I, with each other, I, maybe. I think we should make it abundantly clear, and Nick will reiterate yep. this later. Yep. But uh, we're going to be taking opinions, uh, positions on controversial topics that aren't necessarily our actual personal opinions, right? Uh, we're just hearing both sides of the debate. Really, the goal is to, to help... Uh, really reiterate there's no one size fits all solution for everything there's always going to be a yes and a no the world's a lot more gray than it is black and white mm-hmm. we really want to help encourage people to have nuanced opinions yeah. about a, a lot of what are nuanced topics yeah especially in light of everything that's happened this past year mm-hmm. i think we can all agree that there has been a lot of divisiveness and certainly we don't want this sure. conversation to add to the divisiveness we mainly want to say hey you can have different opinions about things and both of you had valid points and then still walk out of it together uh, making future podcasts and videos and, you know, whatnot. And that's... For a second there, no, I thought you were going to say making future podcast <laughs> babies. I was getting a little worried there. <laughs> but also, if you just wanted to watch Zach get the snot beat out of him today, oh, you came to God. the right place. <laughs> well, uh, another yeah. good thing that I think is worth us pointing out as well, um, you know, a lot of times on our podcast, people get to see us. We come across as really chill, you know, that mostly we're really in agreement <laughs> with each other. But um, what a lot of people don't see is that side of our friendship where we're always bouncing ideas off of each other. And there's a lot of times that we don't agree with one another. But one of the beautiful things that I think has resulted from our friendship is that it helps us understand other people's opinions. It helps, you know, I think it's shaped uh, how we have been able to discuss uh, with other people who have different ideas than us. And, uh, you know, I think it's also a great model that people should be uh, replicating as well, you know? Yeah. So we're going to call this new segment 10 Talks, like a TED Talk, but in 10 minutes and probably not as well articulated as a TED Talk. <laughs> no, no, probably not. We're just yelling. This is going to be, yeah, yeah. Maybe turn your volume down. Just kidding. So we're going to try this today, the first ever episode. Uh, we figured that it's been a year since we launched the podcast and, you know, yep. why not add, add a new component to the podcast? <laughs> yeah, right? So and we're yeah. excited for what the what the coming year of Black Bar holds. And hopefully uh, 10 Talks will be something that adds value to your life and to your conversation. And hopefully, or, or maybe you just show up and excited to see us yell at each other. I don't know. What, whatever, mm-hmm. whatever does it. <laughs> but we are going to, we're going to give it a try today. So thanks for joining us for 10 Talks. This is the episode one of 10 Talks. Welcome to Ten Talks. All right. Today's conversation is here to help challenge our perspectives and encourage us to ask questions so that we can understand where other people are coming from. Ten Talks is exactly what it sounds like, a 10-minute conversation. It's important to know that the ideas expressed in this podcast don't reflect the opinions of Black Bar or the individuals involved. I can't say that enough. 
The opinions expressed today do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the people involved. Yes. Zach may agree with what he's saying. He may not. The same for Caleb. I always disagree with what Caleb says. <laughs> yes, Zach and I have never agreed on anything. <laughs> Today's conversation, we're going to be discussing the topic of was 2020 a good year for church media? Zach is going to be taking the position of yes. Yes. And Caleb will be taking the position of no. No. Today's format is going to look something like this. Each individual will get two minutes to explain their position on the matter. Once both opinions have been expressed, we'll transition to a six-minute conversation. Each party will have three minutes to discuss what they want. But when their timer runs out, that's it. They can't say anything else. Are you ready, Wideman? Ready to win. <laughs> How you feeling? You're feeling lucky, punk. I'm feeling frosty. Let's go. Feel lucky. Let's go. <laughs> I'm Nick Mayo, the moderator of this conversation today. Hi, Nick Mayo. And we're going to be flipping a coin to see who goes first. Uh, I'm going to give the uh, away team the uh, the benefit of the doubt here and the choice uh, heads or tails. Zach. Wait a second. This is my podcast. How am I the away team? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're not in Michigan. Yeah, you're not in Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. That's fine. I'll take it. <laughs> Can you see uh, my uh, stream here? Yes, sir. The coin? Heads or tails? Tails, always. It's heads. God. Caleb will get the first opening argument. Does that mean I go first or I get to pick who goes first? I guess, I, since it's the first time, let's. why don't we say uh, pick who goes first? I would like Zach to go first. <laughs> okay. Caleb has elected to uh, allow Zach to go first. Uh, one thing to note, I will be watching as a moderator. If anyone begins attacking the individual rather than the uh, argument, you will you will lose time on your timer. Okay. Oh boy. All, right, All right. Sounds three, good. And three three strikes, and uh, you're done. Dang. Okay. Zach, are you ready? I think I am. Okay. In three, two, go ahead. All right, 2020 was a good year for church media because for the first time in a long time, things have been shaken up in a way they never had been before. I honestly believe that this has been probably one of the biggest shifts in just church marketing, production, and, and even just communications, digital communications, strategy communications in years and years, at the very least in our lifetime. And I think that that set churches up in a huge way to not only be shaken up from those that are comfortable, but also to be challenged to do the best that they can with the resources that they've been given. Uh, in a year in which we literally lost the ability to meet in person, we had to either adapt or die. And I think the churches that adapted went above and beyond what they would have done if any other situation. Now, not to discredit the difficulties of 2020, but I think the things of 2020 were a necessary catalyst in a way to make the best of things possible. It's difficult to uh, address every single church that has experienced this, but I think for those that embraced, connected, and uh, integrated as part of their calling, this digital space this year went above and beyond and reached new people in a way that never could have been otherwise. Also, I think the shaking up was important so that we could realize that the things that we've always done do not the things that we've always done are not restricted to where we are moving forward. So I think that's an important disclaimer and qualifier to get out there in the front end. Um, I also think that even just for media creators, uh, this year was an encouraging way to recognize how what we do impacts people in a way that maybe some of us have never realized before. So. 
that is my opening statement. Maybe not quite as seconds. clarifying as I want, but I'm taking this 10 seconds to just really speak <laughs> into my character and who I am in this conversation. Thank you. This has been Zack Snyder. Okay. Thank you, Zach. That was some really great points. Uh, that is so little time. Yeah, you said one minute left. I was like, oh my goodness. All right, let's go. Good night. Let's go, Wyman. Caleb, are you ready? As I'm ever going to be. All right, Caleb, you have two minutes on the clock, beginning in three, two. I would agree with you, Zach, in saying that 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 this year was the most visible year for church media, and that every church had to develop a media strategy whether they wanted to or not. Unfortunately, my experience has been that most of them came kicking and screaming. If to this year was the year that they were developing digital strategies, it took all the way until 2020 for them to start doing that. Chances are, it was not something they were particularly excited about to begin with. Not to mention, although that we have reached new heights in the terms of amount of people reached, churches have seen in general a decline when it comes to attendance, interaction, engagement uh, over the, the past year. And as we've seen, some parts of the world are starting to open back up. The majority of churches are closing down their digital uh, avenues of ministry over time. Now, my biggest fear is, and why I believe this is a, such a bad thing, is that I believe that it will be many years before a lot of these churches give digital avenues of ministry another chance, because they've seen what it tasted like, and One they minute. did not like it in comparison to what they typically do on a Sunday morning service. And I think because of that, they're going to have a bad picture in their mind whenever they think digital ministry, whenever Whenever they think of social media as a mission field, whenever they think of investing into the live stream, it's going to be only viewed as I'm doing it because I have to, not because it's a valuable form of ministry. And I think, unfortunately, as much as we did see really good heights this year, I think in a lot of way for a lot of churches, this will be looked at as a year of they did it because they had to, because it was necessary, and it's not something they would like to do in the future because they view it as an inferior form of ministry in the long run. Uh, this is running. also my last 10 seconds. I would just like to say that <laughs> I didn't feel like I I had enough time to say most of what I wanted to say, but it's all right. It's going to go good. We got six more minutes. Let's okay. Have it. Your time has uh, run out there, Caleb. All right, guys, those are some great opening statements. I've reset the clock. So now each of you have three minutes to go. Uh, we're going to start with Zach. Zach, are you ready? All right, let's do this. All right. On my count, three, two, Okay, I think you make some interesting points that there are a lot of churches that have had a difficult year when it comes to media, and it will take them a long time to get there. I think, though, that is the natural state of change. Any change will be difficult and will take a long time for people to adapt to. I think what we're missing here, what your argument is missing, is recognizing the adapters and the innovators who went above and beyond to reach new digital fields, new digital ministries, and the digital missionaries that have laid groundwork that will be massively impactful for the future. I think those are the high points of this year, and I think it's really important that we not miss those. Now, are there still churches that will be left behind in the dust? I think that's the natural state of things. But the success and the advances and the improvements and the positives and the groundwork that's been laid for the future is the best that it possibly can be right now. And this is just a peak that will, I think we'll see just yield results for the, for years and years down the line. 
I hear what you're saying, uh, but I also think for the most part, uh, the vast majority of churches I've seen, their digital strategies has been almost exclusively uh, focusing on their live stream as a one-size-fits-all solution for what they're calling their online campus, their digital ministry, whatever. Although we've been talking quite a bit off of the digital missionary concept, but we've certainly seen a couple examples of these things starting to pop up of people viewing the online space as specifically a mission field. I think most churches, unfortunately, have become content with using uh, 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 very traditional ministry styles and just setting up a camera uh, before their, their, their service, shortening their service 10 minutes, putting it up online, and expecting the masses to come. That simply isn't going to happen. And when they don't see the results that they're hoping for, they're not going to be uh, incentivized to put more resources into it. Okay, so I think that one thing that we're missing is that core back to the original question, was 2020 a good year for church media? You're talking about uh, traditionalist church media strategies, which I think we don't want to get too lost into because there are going to always be churches that stay stuck in the mud. That's the reality of humans. That's the reality of life. And I don't think that there's a problem with the churches that embrace their local strategies and the things that have always worked. I think that's why the traditionalists, one of our three church media strategies, is an important stance to take. I think there's value in that, and I think they're going to continue to thrive in their community. Will they continue to grow? Maybe not. Now, was it a good year for church media? Yes, because I think just laying the groundwork is enough of an affirmation for what's to come to uh, to, to move past all the all the negatives. It's, it's really easy to get caught up in that. But I think just for us to lay the groundwork, just for the big churches, just for the influencers, just for the people that are starting to even break out and reach the when culture in, in a greater way, I think that that was necessary. Yes, there's the reality of traditionalists, but the groundwork sets us up for the best future of church media. All right. I would argue, I hear what you're saying about the traditionalists. I would believe that the traditionalists, unfortunately, make up the majority of the the, the global church world when it comes to their perspective of specifically online ministry. On top of that, I would say when it comes to the adapters like you were talking about. Sure, they're absolutely innovators, making waves, changing things, looking at new ways to do ministry online and digitally. <coughs> but unfortunately, like we've talked about on podcasts and videos before, there's only so many seats online. We don't need 3,000 Bethel knockoffs online like we could do when, when geographical distance is a bigger deal uh, when selecting a church. If that's the case, there's not going to be room for uh, 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 once the innovators take their spots online, there's not going to be as much room for adapters. So if adapters continue doing what they've always done, copying the innovators and replicating it best they can, all they're going to... All they're going to be doing is losing out more and more and more every week to the innovators who are who got there first and are doing it bigger and better than them. So the premise of your conversation is you're assuming that there needs to be seat at the table for every single person that's bringing their community, their church. I don't think that's the case. I think we have to be really, really intentional about paying attention to our calling. Who is the community? Who is the audience? Who are the people that we're called to do? And that, unfortunately, is not every adapting church. That, unfortunately, is not every traditionalist church. And I think, unfortunately, we're just going to have to get that, our mindset around that. Yes, there's the, the best seats of the house are going to be occupied by the people that are doing it well, which I think is good. We need to affirm and uh, elevate the people that are doing it correctly. That's how we're going to learn. And, unfortunately, there's just going to have to be the space for people to fail. That's the reality of left. growth. It's the reality of forward motion. All right, Zach has seven seconds remaining on his timer. Caleb, are you ready? Ah, yes. Okay. <laughs> All right. Here we go. 
I hear what you're saying. However, I look at it like this. If we're truly looking at the digital missionary model as the effective model moving forward for online uh, evangelism, it's going to take equipped churches who understand the mission field and the strategies to be able to train, equip, and show their volunteers, show their congregants how to make that happen. If the churches themselves are not experiencing success in evangelism and online platforms, they will not feel that the, that the investment into making their congregants effective digital ministries is a uh, a strategy that is worth taking because they haven't seen the benefits from 10 it. 10 seconds left. I'm done. All right. Caleb, you have nine seconds left. Uh, Zach, are you ready? <laughs> yes. <No>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. This. All right. Ready, ready? And Caleb Weidman, I think your opinion is valid and you stink. That's, the, the, that's all I have. Okay. Oh, no, that's a strike right there. You can't. That's a strike. That's a strike. You lose his time. You've lo- you lose his time. You, you lost your time. Uh, your time is now oh, expired. That, 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 that last yeah. sentence doesn't count. Yeah, that, that, so, so, Zack Snyder, that is uh, one strike for uh, attacking Caleb personally. Um, oh you have two more remaining before you'll, your uh, time will be completely removed. Uh, also, your time is completely expired. Um, is ready, Caleb? Yep. Go. Uh, although I think that there's big churches doing awesome moves, I think unfortunately for a lot of churches it'll be more delayed. Okay, your time is up. You know, no, no, no. Sorry, that's it. That's it. Oh, your time geez. is over. <laughs> <laughs> we got one last sentence. We got one last sentence. Yes, you right? do, Zach. All right, you go. You go. All right, Zach. Are you ready for your uh, final uh, remarks? One sentence. Okay, I think I'm ready. I am optimistic that based upon the history of innovation in the church and forward motion, that we will continue to see groundwork laid that will impact and inspire generations and generations for years and years to come that are both believers founded in an understanding of digital ministry as well as theological foundation. And also, I love Caleb Weidman. <laughs> did you say love? <laughs> oh, did you say you love him? That's that's one yeah. strike removed. No, All we right. can't. That is not a precedent we can set. Nope, nope. One strike removed. Every we time. Just, every every argument, we're going to end with a compliment to get more time on the clock. All right, Caleb, are you uh, have you prepared your closing sentence? Man, I'm, I'm winging it. Let's, let's go. All right. Although I will agree that there were definitely big moves and brainstorming that happened over the course of discussing what digital ministry could be like in the future. Unfortunately, I think that unreasonable expectations set by pastors and church staff of what their online reach and evangelism and discipleship could look like this year uh, have set themselves up for failure, not only for their own ministries, uh, but for the potential ministry of their congregants. And unfortunately, I think that will delete, that will lead to a delay in what could be multiple years of the vast majority of churches jumping on to online ministry trends. All right. Good, good arguments, both sides. Um, depending on oh, if you man. think the le- the word and can be the beginning of a <laughs> sentence or not, we'll determine whether or not Caleb actually stuck to one statement yeah, or two. Yeah, was whatever. Um, <laughs> But no, hopefully you guys have enjoyed today's podcast. I know I have. Uh, I got to sit here and watch Caleb and Zach squirm in their chairs uh, for about 10 minutes. I can can feel my heart palpitating right now. 
remember today's uh, views that we talked about are, are not expressed views of either Caleb nor Zach. We are here only to open up the discussion and so that we can yeah. see other perspectives in our own and understand how others are thinking. So, Zach, are, are you still? Do you still like Caleb? I heard you said yes, you loved him. But are you still in <laughs> like with him? That was hard though. Yeah, because Caleb's a good. Caleb's a it good. Was. Um, he's he's a good wordsmith. So he was proposing some very valid points that I think he like, I think the the key to any argument is half agreeing or half agreeing upon the stance that you're taking. Yeah. And I think that there was foundational, like, like little, maybe like threads that helped him do his conversation. There's a reason I wanted you to go first. There. <laughs> I wanted to see where you're going and see if I could. Just, no, that was definitely, it was so much fun, but that holy cow that like, all I can think about is the time we're going down. Mm-hmm. The whole time, and I, I'm so excited to do some more of these. I, I think this this yeah. is really fun. Uh, this is uh, yeah. something new for us. Yeah, and it forces it, me to like get did. to the point. Yeah, it, oh yeah, it's like we've talked about <laughs> these things for really over like 56 episodes now. We've touched on little components of these, but then now to condense that all into like countdown timers, uh, and hopefully we can get the, <laughs> yeah, the key right? points in our mind. So, um, I think what we're probably going to do from this is in the discord, we're going to create a new channel for 10 talks where we would love to hear your guys's opinions. Uh, hopefully these will serve more so as conversation starters than <laughs> worrying about a discord among the members of black bar, <laughs> just a the civil, civil war. war, like, Oh shoot. Now Caleb and Zach are annoyed at each other. So, yeah. Yeah, so that's cool. So, Nick, I know you got some closing thoughts. Thank you so much for being our host today. Uh, that was sure, that it was, was fun, a mess, but in but a good maybe, way. <laughs> next time, maybe I'll be the one arguing. Uh, that's the hope. <laughs> yeah, we'll swap yeah, you in for hope. sure. Yeah. So, again, if you uh, want to join the conversation, uh, join our Discord. You'll see uh, the link in the, our description here. Also, if you'd like to support what we're doing, consider joining our volunteer team or uh, being one of our Patreon supporters. Also, the link will be in our description. Thanks again for listening to this episode of Black Bar Podcast. And uh, thanks for coming to our 10 Talk. <laughs>